Okay, Parsha Shmini, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. We'll have one thought at the end about Parsha's Para, but the focus will be uh, Shmini, which again this year is a couple weeks before Pesach. Unusual, but um, let's see what we could uh, get into in this week's Parsha. Shmini. It was the eighth day. The eighth day, Kara Moshe Aaron Levanav Ulizigne Yisrael. Moshe calls to Aaron, to his sons, and to the Zikna Yisrael, the elders of Bnei Yisrael. The eighth day. Very insightful comment we'll start off with from Reb David Feinstein. Reb Feinstein in source number one in his Sefer called Dodi on Chumash asks, We know this is the eighth day of the Miluim, the end of last week's Parsha. Moshe Rabbeinu is told to be Machanich the uh, Mishkan and the special Karbanos that are brought on that day and the anointing that takes place that day. All the Kohanim stay in the Mishkan for a week. The end of last week's parsha, Upesach Olamoy Teishu Yom of Alayla Shavas Yamim, and finally Vayibayam Ashmini, the eighth day, which is really the first day. Rashi says Shmini Lamiluim, Hu Rosh Chodesh Nisan. This is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Shehukam Hamishkan Bo Bayom VeNatal Eser Ataras Hashnuyas Beseder Ola. Right? It was the day the Mishkan was was finally set up in a permanent fashion. The eighth day, which was really the first day. Answer of David Feinstein. Why is it important for us to know that it was the eighth day? It's the first day. This is opening day at the Mishkan. Opening day, you're right. They prepared for the past week. But Vayibayam Arishon, that's what it should be. Vayibayam Ashmini. What's the significance of Vayom Ashmini? It should really just be Vayom Arishon. Senator David Feinstein, true, it was the culmination of the preceding seven days, which Moshe spent in preparation. Yet it would seem more appropriate to emphasize that it was the first day of the functioning of the Mishkan. Like we know in Parsha's not so. What's the emphasis of the eighth day and not the first day? Says Reb David, the message is that many times things in life, mitzvos in life, events in life, more than the event or the mitzvah itself, is the preparation leading up to it. And everything that we put into it leading up to the event and leading up to the mitzvah and we can't forget that hachana once the mitzvah takes place. And it was the, it was the first day of the Mishkan, that's true, but you have to remember it was the eighth day. It was the seven days of hachana for the, for the Mishkan and in that way, uh, that's what the Torah is emphasizing. The Torah wants to teach us that the preparations one makes for doing a mitzvah have nearly as much importance as the mitzvah itself that they are really part of the mitzvah itself. For example, even though, maybe this fits into this this week, even though the Seder lasts for only a few hours on Pesach evening, it can require weeks of preparation, including learning many laws and customs. One might think it's a waste of time to spend all that time preparing for such a short affair. In reality, however, the preparations are part of the mitzvah because without them, it would be impossible to do the mitzvah properly. It's not just the mitzvah. It's not just the event. Everything leading up to it is also part and is also significant. The Seder is not just for four hours. The Seder is for weeks. Everything that we do starting from now, getting ready for Pesach, that's all Pesach. It's the eighth day. It's not the first day. Similarly, one is allowed to pronounce the blessing Shechiyana. We don't pask in this way, but it's according to Gemara and Sukkah, that according to some opinions, you can say Shechiyana on the Sukkah when you're building the Sukkah. You're not sitting in the sukkah yet, no, because the preparations have significance. This is why the Torah stresses the fact that the inauguration of the Mishkan took place on the eighth day of the preparations, rather than calling it the first day. The first day, we say, okay, everything up until now was pure hachana, but we don't, doesn't have any lasting significance. 
is the eighth day. The first day, but it's the eighth day. That's what we remember. We quoted a, a, a related idea a number of years ago in a, in a Shabbat Shuvah Drasha. The Torah writes in Arachayim Tavkuf Pe Aleph, beginning of um, in Hilchas Rosh Hashanah, Noagin, source number two, Noagin Ba'ashkaz Los Anos Kulam Be'erav Rosh Hashanah. It's a minute of fasting. The Shulchan Aruch quotes it of fasting on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because the Medrash says, Take on the first day, What does it mean that you should take on the first day? Right? What day do you take a, take a little bit of Esther? Because on the 15th day. My right? 15th day of Tishrei. So why does it say that it's the first day? Okay, so it means the first day of Sukkot. But in a deeper sense, says the tour Elorishon Lecheshvon Avonos. It's really the first day of sin. The first day that's possible to do any sin. What does that mean? It gives a mashal. We're not going to read the mashal, but skip down to the first, the second wide line. Erev Rosh Hashanah, the whole Elul, many Jews are preparing, and when they get to Rosh Hashanah, a lot of them have done tshuva. And if not, Aserasim made tshuva is full of tshuva for the Benonim. For Elul, Aserasim made tshuva. Everybody's busy with tshuva. There's no time to sin. There's no time to do anything wrong. We're focused on the goal. And what happens on Motzah Yom Kippur? Oskib b'mitzvah, sukkah, valula, veinos and avonos. Those four days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, forget it, there's not a minute. The sukkah and the lulav and the this and the everything. There's no time to do any chataim. Until the first day Sukkot. Finally, the first day Sukkot is called Yom Rishon in the Torah. Rishon l'chesh avonos. It's the first day that there could be a cheshbon of, of sins because the first day you could do it. That's the tour. Ask the Taz on the tour. I gave it to you quoted in the Sfas Emes in Suas number three. The Taz asks on the tour, you're telling me that the four days before Sukkot, there's no time for sin. Why? Because everybody's busy with, with buying the mitzvahs, with building the sukkah and, and shaking the lulav. And what about the mitzvahs themselves? The first day of Sukkot, you're doing the mitzvahs. Forget all the preparation for the mitzvahs. You're actually doing the mitzvahs on the first day. So if you're telling me that on the first, the four days in between, there's no time for hate because you're, you're buying and you're building and you're getting ready. So what about on the day of? Rishon Cheshman Avonos? That's the first day? That's the Taz's Kasha. Fikshat Taza, line three. Eich yiu yamim elu yoser gedolim me sukkis. Atzmo. Right from sukkis itself. Sukkis asha mekayim gufa mitzvah. Venoma Rishon Cheshman Avonos. The Tazis, what's the, how could the Torah say that? The Hachana days, there's no chait. And once you have the regular day, Aval Ein Hadavar Rachok says the Svasemis. It's not far off to say. She Yoser Koach Vahatsala Yesh Bahachana Samitzvah Miguf Kiyam Hamitzvah. He says it in, in an even more extreme way than Rabbi David Feistin said it. Sometimes the Hachanas could be even more powerful on a person than the mitzvah itself. This chasrizal doesn't mean that, you, that the chadras are more important, and you can do the chadras, and we can that we can prepare for a mitzvah, then not do the mitzvah properly, or not do it in the proper zman. No, that's not what he's saying. But sometimes, in a greater sense, the more we prepare for something, could be more, could uh, could do more for us 
right? For a Purim, if somebody prepares two weeks for a Purim, and then Purim, that those two weeks could affect a person eternally, even longer possibly than the Purim itself. You prepare for anything. Echad, achar ki asiyas ha-mitzvah hurak Preparation is, is, keeps going and keeps going. The mitzvah is for a moment. So that's why it says, Vahibayomashmini, on the eighth day. Don't forget, it's the eighth, it's not the first. There were seven days of hachana here, and we can't forget that that's what led up. Line the next column, he says it also, Avalharatzon vahachana laha mitzvah, hu la sosuk yersoni isvarach, avalosachana vasimcha, lavola mitzvah chashuv ma'od. It's the hachana, it's the amelus, it's the hard work getting there and not just the goal. We are a means-oriented religion and not just a goal-oriented religion. It's about the means as well, not just about, not just about the goal. Okay, that gets the ball rolling tonight in Parsha Shmini, and that's why it's called Parsha Shmini and not Parsha Rishon. It would be called Parsha Rishon if he would be right, but we know it's Parsha Shmini. Okay. Let's go on now. So what happens on the eighth day? Moshe calls Aaron and, and, his, and the children and says, these are the special karbanas that you're going to bring today. Pasuk base. Vayomer al-Aaron. Kach l'cha egel ben bakar l'chatas. Take an egel. One calf for a chatas. Va'ayel l'ola t'mimim. And an ayel and a ram for an ola. So Aaron has to take a an egel and an ayel. Fahakrei l'fnei Hashem. Why those animals? Why an egel? So if we had to guess what Rashi says, Egel is always, oh, Egel, Egel Azov. So Rashi says, Kach Bacha Egel, Lo Hodia, Shemachapra, Lo HaKadosh Baruch, Yidei Egel Zeh, Al Maisa Egel Sha'asa. Rashi says, why does Aaron have to take an Egel? It's a continuation to show that Hashem has already forgiven them. They've achieved Kapara. So Aaron has an Egel and an Ayel. Ve'el B'nei Yisrael Tadaber Limar. And Hashem says, the Jews have to take more Karbanas. So that's similar. I mean, A's and Ayel. A lot more Karbanas. A lot more Karbanas brought on behalf of B'nai Yisrael than brought on behalf of Aaron. Says Rav Nisan Alpert, in source number four, Limude Nisan, quotes the Medrash. V'chimaro, first paragraph. What was the message that the Jews, B'nai Yisrael, had to bring more than Aaron? He said to them as follows, You have two problems that you have to bring Kapara for. You have Tchila, an original sin, and Sof, an ending sin. You know why you have to bring an A's? Because you were chote with an A's many, many years ago. Mechiras Yosef. And you dipped it in the blood of an A's. And you have a chet at the end. The Egel. Aaron, he brings an Egel. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgives his part in the Egel. B'nai Yisrael, not only of the Egel. They have to be bechaper again for mechiras Yosef. Answer this in Alper. My Indian chet mechiras Yosef lachetega. What is the connection between these two chatam? He doesn't say it, but maybe what's behind this question is that the Medrash calls it tchila v'sof. Tchila and sof reflect that there's a connection between the two. This is the beginning and this is the end. It's not two separate averis. What's the connect? It's two. It seems like 
two different Averis in two times of history. You have Sinachinam, which is the ultimate in Ben Adam the ultimate negative, and you have the Ego, which is the Vodazara. Semi Avodazara. Doesn't seem like we could get two more different Averos than these two. And yet the Medrash puts them together, and that's why the Medes have to bring these Karbanis on the first day, slash eighth day. What is the connection? Every sin that we do comes from a stain on our soul. Even though on the surface, on the outside, it appears like different Averis. It appears like different Averis. It's possible that at roots, both sins have the same cause. The same spiritual disease that's causing these symptoms of the Averos. But at root, it's the same. And to get a kapara for tshuva. It's not enough to do tshuva from the act. You have to go to the root. So, what's the root? What's the root? Mechiris Yosef. Egel Azov. What's the common denominator? So he says one point, and then he goes deeper to another point. Bein Mechiris Yosef, Bein Asiyas Egel. Lo hikiru b'nei Yisrael es ha'emes ha'golu le'enayim. In both cases, b'nei Yisrael, the Jewish people, did not see what was obvious and true in front of their eyes. They didn't recognize it. Why not? We'll get to in a second. But in both cases, the Egel and the Mechiris Yosef, there was an MS in front of them that they could not recognize, they could not, that they could not accept. Ha'achim chashtu with Yosef atzadik, Sha'aviyam Yaakov hikirboshu demustiyokno. The brothers were jealous. Though Yosef was supposed to be the Bachar. And it's very unclear in the Psukim. Did the brothers ever even know? Or did Leah even ever find out about the switching of the, of the, um, of the, uh, brachas? Did the brothers ever know that Rachel was supposed to be the mother and the first mother and Yosef was supposed to be the Bachar? Doesn't seem that way. They thought that the father was just favoring. They thought he was a false prophet and he was a rodev. They saw a tzaddik in front of them. They saw someone, Yosef, one of the bechir of the shvatim. And they cannot accept the truth that's in front of them. This is the God, this is the God. What were they thinking? They see a golden calf. They just weeks before had seen tremendous miracles. They see something in front of them and they warp it. So they can't accept. It's, it's, it's total sheker. So how did it happen? Both Mechiris Yosef, they didn't accept who Yosef really was. The Egel, they accepted what the Egel was not. So what's that what caused it? The Yirali, punchline, She'em shokolach ha'taim hu ge'us ha'adam. 
The roots was focusing on themselves. The root was a tinge of gaiva in both Averis. Sheroa as atzmo ki'ikar. They had their own concentric circles in life and they were in the center of their circle. The kulab tfeilomo and everybody around me is secondary, is tafel to me. Everything circles. And that gaiva, that focusing on myself, that egoistic personality affects me and doesn't let me see the truth. End of line 15. And we see everything in a crooked mirror and a false picture. Because they were machshiv themselves. Yosef, what are you talking about? We're going to bow down to you? So why didn't they just say, ah, oh, come on. They could have, if, if, if they just didn't want it to happen, they weren't about their, worried about their own covenant, Yosef, you're a fool. They didn't say that. They felt, they felt that their covenant was attacked. You're pushing us down. We have to It's because they were focused on themselves and they felt that Yosef was pushing them. So that's why they did what they did. Same thing with the Ego. Why? Many. We've discussed this in past years. In Barsha's Kisisa. Many Mepharshim. The Nitziv and the Vesalevi. What was the root chait of the Ego? Ultimately, what God wants is listen to Hashem, do what He wants, don't try to create your own avenues of spirituality. What do you mean? You're not trusting us? We know how to get close to God. We know how to do it. It's okay. We can, we can make up our own means. No, no, no. Again, focusing on themselves, that they're in control. And they felt slighted if they don't have that power. So both the Chet Egel and Mechiras Yosef, says of Nissan Alpert, come from the same root. A focus on the themselves, Memela leading to sin. Line 25 now. V'zeo Masha Amar HaKasuv, V'chi Maro Yisrael Lahavi Yosef Me'arun. Why did they have to bring more than Aaron? So they said, because you have two Averis. Tchilu V'sof. Really, it's the same root Avera. Mechiras Yosef, Chayta Egel. Makas HaEnochius. Garma Laham LaMechiras Yosef. It's the Enochius that caused the problems. Ulo Basof HaVim Gamla Asiyas Egel. This was the beginning and this was the end. It still wasn't Niskaper. It still wasn't Niskaper for it. The Kutzker, I think, says, Anochi Omeid Beni Yovenechem. The Yupashas, it means, I'm standing in front of you. So they said, no, the, it's the Anochi Omeid Beni Yovenechem. It's the Anochi in us that separates us from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But Aaron, Aaron didn't have that, obviously, and therefore, that's the difference, that's the contrast, that's the deeper message of the Medrash contrasting the Karbanis of Aaron and the Karbanis of Amisra. Okay, continuing in the Pesukim. So we have all the Pesukim, uh, all the Karbanis listed, and they bring all the Karbanis, in front of Moshe, Vayomer Moshe, Pasuk Vav, Ze'adavar, Sheretziv Hashem Ta'asu, this is what you have to do, V'yeira Alechem Kvod Hashem. And once you bring these karbanas properly, that will bring Ashraz HaShchina, then the Mishkan will be in full, in full swing. Vayomer Moshe El Aharon, Pasuk Zayin, Moshe says to Aharon, Karav El HaMizbeach, Nu? Go close to the Mizbeach. Va'aseyaz Chataschah V'ozolasecha, do your karbanas. He already commanded it to him in Pasuk Beis. And yet here, Pasuk Zion, Moshe says to him again, 
Go, do it. And bring get kapar for you and for the am. Do it. Karavalam is beach. Chazal are bothered. He already told Aaron what to do. What's he, what's he giving him extra? Karavalam is beach. So Rashi says, Karavalam is beach. Shahaya Aaron Bosh. Fiyori Lageshes. Aaron was very, very nervous. Aaron, many times, we've mentioned this. Aaron was very defensive and very, and very nervous constantly about his part in the Egel, whether it was a part, wasn't a part. Sharon Aaron Bosh. Fiyori Lageshes. He was nervous. Armalar Moshe, Lamata Bosh, what's the problem? Lakach Nivharta. For this you have been chosen. So on the surface, that just means you've been chosen and it's going to do your job. But many of the Mafarshim pick up on the language of Lakach, as if there's something that just happened now. For because of this, because of what? Lakach. There, because of this specifically, Nefcharta, you have been chosen. What exactly is being referred to with that word, Lakach? Lakach Nefcharta. A number of answers. First one is just a little Alderak Drush. In Vakarasal Shamas Onig in Source 5, he quotes from the Benish Chai. That there are two avodos, there are two mitzvos that Kohanim use their hands for. More, but we'll focus on two. When a Kohen takes, when we take a carbon mincha, which is made of flour, the Kohen has to stick his hand into the flour and do what's called kemitza. He puts his hand in and he wipes with his thumb and his pinky and the flour that's under the middle three fingers, that's the kemitza that's burned to the mezbeach and the rest of the mincha is eaten by the Kohanim. But that's an avodah where a Kohen has to close his fist, close his, his palm. And as we know, Baruch Hashem, in Eretz Yisrael, we have brechas Kohanim every day. Where a Kohen has his palms wide open. Wide open, the palms are open. So sometimes his palm has to be closed by Kmitza, his hand over his palm, and sometimes it has to be open. Lekach. Le. For kach. What's kach? It's an open cuff and a closed cuff. A cuff, the first cuff, what's called a cuff psuch and a cuff stuma. But a cuff, a small one, that's kind of closed. That's like we're alluding to the Kmitza. And the open one, that's alluding to the psucha. Lakach, to do these types of avodos. The open kaf, palm. And the closed kaf, the closed palm. That's exactly why you're chosen. This is specifically for you, Aaron. That's the benishchai. Shavodas hakoanim pa'amim shi bakaf yad kemutza. Kagon kasher hakoin kometas amincha. Upa'amim shavodas hakoin bakaf yad psucha. Kagon b'shaz brechas koanim. And that's the mila kach meramezes al shnei eilem. The kaf kishi kamutsa umiyaos kaf shehi psucha, and that's Moshe telling Aaron lekach, kach these two kafs lekach nifchart. Okay, that's the benishchai. But there are a couple of other approaches. I have a, I gave you a few of them in source number six. There was a compilation of them in the Osros Torah, and I give you all of them. But what exactly is the message of lekach nifcharta for this? So the Arizal says in source six. Ariza bir bekavanas Moshe lomar shamar lakach nefcharta meachar v'yesh bechamidas habusha v'haanava nefcharta yoter mishar chaverech alios kohen gadol. Aaron, remember, was was cringing away. Moshe says that's exactly why I want you. You're cringing. You're not jumping to it. You're not jumping up to the position. Lekach nifcharta. Yes, because you are cringing. That's exactly why you should come. Because that's the midah that I need in a Kohen Gadol. Lekach nifcharta. 
That's why, because you're acting like this. That's what he quotes also from the Paradis Yosef. Chazal tell us, whoever runs away from Gdula, Gdula runs after him. Rishlomo Zalman, Ramosha Feinstein, you run away from Gdula, last, last Shabbos was Ramosha's yard site, this coming Shabbos is Rishlomo Zalman's yard site. Right? Gdolim, who run away from Kavid, Kavid runs after them. So, that's why, that's why I want you. Number one. Number two, from the Gra, source number line six. We all have, though we don't know it, we all have certain areas of our own life which we need to perfect. And it's one of our goals in life to perfect it. The question is, how do I know? How do I know? How do I know what is my job to be misaking? Ela simen muvak yesh lazei. You know what the simen muvak is? Says the Gra. B'davar shemargish haadam kshiim yuchadim umenios gedolos milakaimo in areas where I feel greatly challenged, where my yitzahara keeps getting the better of me. O nimshach la avera misuyemus bofam yuchad or a certain avera I'm pulled to zel mivchan. That's the key. That's the. That's the. What, the red flag. La Adam. Shalomatarazun nishlachla olam mi gilgal kodem. Okay. They're like katakin dabarzeh. It's where we find our most challenging difficulties in our avodas Hashem. That's exactly where we probably have to try to succeed the most. If we have trouble getting at getting out to shul on time, and it's really hard for us, that's probably where our our makom hanisayun is, and the makom hatslacha needs to be. If, if it's very easy for me in something, so Baruch Hashem. But we have to try to go to the challenging area. If it's challenging for us to say brachas with kavana, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Wherever we find our, our challenging area, says the Gras, says Rav Chaim Vital, that's where we have to focus. And now, turning over the page, Zeo Sha'amar Moshe La'aharon, If you feel difficulty get, coming close to the Mizbeach, that's the point. Because wherever you feel difficulty in your avoda, that's exactly where HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to succeed. And this is a, this is a, a deep message for all of us because each of us have our own areas where, where we need to succeed. And we, 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 sometimes we say, okay, it's, we always, every, every year, we're like, okay, Rosh I'm going to be better in this area. It's always the same area. Same, same one or two areas for each of us. We think to ourselves, but that's exactly that's exactly where we have to succeed, says the Grah. And that's what Moshe tells Aaron. It's difficult for you to come? That, that's fine. Because that's exactly what, what Avodah Hashem is about. It's conquering the difficulties, the difficult areas that we have. Lakach Nifkarta. So we have Lakach, we have the Ben Yehoyada, we have the Arizal related to the Anava. We have the Gra, Rechaim Vital, related to the difficulties in Avodah Hashem. That's a simon where we have to really push ourselves. And one final idea, quoted here in Otsar Satorah, from the Sefer Hatzviv Hatzedek. Adam Sheheno Mezek Kar Lechol Dover, Bein Mitzvah Bein Avera. If somebody is a very laid-back type of person, Mezek Kar, he doesn't get really excited about anything, we can't blame him so much that when he's Mekayim Mitzvahs, he doesn't do it with a, with a fire. Because he doesn't do anything with a fire. 
Right? He's cold. He or she is cold in general. We do everything laid back, not 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 his rakshus. And what about the opposite? If somebody is very excitable, we can't blame him at least for being inconsistent if he acts the same way. He's on fire when he does mitzvahs. He's on fire when he does averus. What's the problem? When we're inconsistent, when we're on fire not to do mitzvahs, and we are misatzel, and we're cold, when it's in other areas, that's the inconsistency. Like we spoke about the Beis HaLevi and Vayigash. When we're inconsistent in our lives, that's when we're going to be taken to task. Vihinei. So we got to be, and we have to be consistent. If we're on fire in other areas, we've got to be on fire with learning. We've got to be on fire with mitzvahs. Vihinei, line 9. Aaron Cohen Gadolhaya, Ukiadua Kohanim Bali Mezak Chamheim. Aaron Akohen was the Kohen Gadol, and as the Gemara says, the Kohanim are on fire. Imreisa Kohanim Bazas Mesa Katar Tarachorov. Kohanim are on fire. The Gemara says Kohanim Zrizimheim. Line eleven. Ubazehoya Moshe Malami Zachus Vasanigori Al Arlof Nekadosh Baruch Hu. Shemach Bazrizu So Vachapsu So Lois Mamei Avnetal Abakash Bnei Yisrael Asos Haegel. Moshe is alluding to what happened to the Egel on the Kachn of Charta. Aaron, you're an on-fire type of person. You always act bezrizus. That's who you are. And that's what happened by the Egel. You were acting bezrizus, but trying to cool B'nai Yisrael off. Okay, let's do this, but you were trying to delay them. But, Ein ladunos cholakaf cholakadosh not upset at you. You know why? Because you're consistent. You act bezrizus by mitzvahs, but in all your life. When Aaron all of a sudden is, is nervous and not acting like he usually acts, Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, no, no. For this, for the same reason that led you to have a part in the Egel, which wasn't your fault. That's why you're chosen. Don't be like this. Run up the Mizbeach. Kravala Mizbeach. Bring it closer. Aaron, you're consistent. Be consistent. It's exactly why HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose you. As long as we're consistent, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to help us out. That's Lakach Nivcharta. Because exactly the same reason that caused the Egel. So four ideas. One of them, Abderach Remez, the Lakach, the two Kafs, and the other three related to more content-wise what does Lakach Nevcharta mean when it comes to Aaron Akoi? Okay, moving right along. Perak Tes Pasach of Gimel. So they bring all the Karbanis on the Yom Hashmini, and at the end of the um, Avoda, at the end of Sheni, Vayis Aaron as Yadav El Ha'am Vayivarchem, Aaron blesses the nation. Vayeren Me'asos Achadis Va'olav Ashlamim, he finishes doing the Karbanis. Vayavo Moshe Ba'aron Alo Amoim. Moshe and Aaron come into the Olamoid. Vayetsu. Then they go out. Very unusual. They finish the Avodah. Aaron gives a bracha. Then the Pazik says, they went into the Olamoid and then they came out of the Olamoid. Vayavarach Lassam and they gave a bracha. What was that? Like a private huddle before they gave another bracha? Moshe and Aaron had a huddle. What are we going to, what bracha are we going to give them? What, they went into the Olamoid. They went out of the Olamoid. So Chazal are obviously bothered by this. So Rashi adds in. Vayetsu. Vayavah Moshe va'Aaron, lama nichnasu. What they go in for? 
Matsasi beparshas miluim. I found that a brisa lamanechas boshem aron lelamdo al maisa haktores to teach him how to bring the ktores. What was inside the heichal? It was the mizbeach hazav, the mizbeach ktores. So Moshe had to teach Aaron how to do how to do the ktores. Out of all the moments in history to teach Aaron an avoda, but you had to do it now. All the Yisrael, imagine, this is the Mishkan. This is the goal, what we've all been waiting for. Since they left Mitzrayim, they had Kriyas Yamsav and they had Ma'an Torah and they had the Mishkan. This is it. How long did the, all the Nadavas of the Mishkan? So what happened? They, they said, wait, we'll be right back. They went inside. He had to teach them the Ktores. Okay, as if there was something about the Ktores that they needed to, to Chazer, they needed to review before they gave a bracha to B'nai Yisrael. Ask Rabbi Yosef Nechemi Kornisar, what's going on here? What's the message? Line four. Source number eight. Amarti Lafarish. Al derech shebi arti maimar akasab zosabracha. Let me explain as I explained the pasuk in zosabracha. Yoru mishpatechali Yaakov v'soraschali Yisrael. What did Levi do? They taught the Mishpatim to Bnei Yisrael, to Torah, the Yisrael, and the Torah to the Jews. Yasimu ketorah ba'apecha v'chalil ha'mizbechecha. They put the ketorahs in front of you and totally burned to the Mizbech. So what's the flow of the first half of the Pasuk? They taught and the ketorahs. What's the, what's the ketorahs mentioned here for? K'far Amru Chazal says in Pirkei Yavos, Al-tihi baz v'chaladam, do not give up on any Jew. And it's specifically said to the teachers and to the leaders amongst us. Don't give up on anyone. Even if there's difficulties and there's lacks in their personality. Forget it. There's no hope. Except, obviously, at the end he says, if somebody's a co-fairy, he's an apicorus then you might not be able or allowed to, to be involved with him. But in general, 99% of cases, there's difficulties in a person, there's chesronos, but a teacher, a parent can never give up. Because they'll never be totally gone. That's what we learned from the Torahs. Shabbat ha-mitzvah letzarev chelbana, as we know. The mitzvah of the Torahs puts a very foul-smelling spice amongst all the spices. What's the message? Just take the most beautiful spices. Dafka the chelbana. The foul-smelling one? No, you got to put that in there. Because even though it looks it looks lost, this spice, forget about You put it with B'nai Yisrael, you put it in the right environment, that it'll, it'll, it'll also waft and give off a beautiful smell. Says Yosef that's the pshat in the pasuk. Teach all Jews. Why? The are very prepared for this. Why? They bring the ketores, and the ketores teaches them. That message of not giving up. No Jew will be left behind. Right? Every, that's, that's what we learned from the Torah. Line 22. lamdu, ki Hashem lichlo, That's, that's the message of the, 
That's the message of the Ktoris. Says Rabbi Yosef Nechemia. In the next paragraph, he just mentions that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, himself had this trait, the trait of Anova is is connected to the fact that he never gave up on anybody else. Nobody else was beneath him. He kept trying and trying to influence. On line 13, though, in the next column, the Alkane, Kisheba Aaron, the Mitzvah Hashem, Yisrael. But right now, when Aaron Akon was going to give the first national Birchas Kohanim, Moshe Rabbeinu says, you know what? Let's chazer for a minute what this is about. I need you to have every single Jew in mind. It doesn't matter what their background is. It doesn't matter what they're up to in their avodas Hashem. You need to have everyone in mind, and that's the message of the Torah. You had to go now, right now, while the Jews are waiting. Let's chazer the Maisek Torahs. I'm not going to have him in mind. He's not Roy. No. Bring him close with love. Moshe. Moshe went in. Nichras Moshe Maran We have to learn. How do I bring in the Chelbena too? Vishuvim right afterwards, Vayetsu, Vayavarchu Asa'am. And afterwards they went out and they blessed the people. Maybe one could even suggest, he doesn't go into this, why didn't, why isn't this Mephurish in the text? Why is it Mephurish in the text? It says they went in, they went out. Chazal had to darshan it? Because maybe it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for those who needed the, who, the Chelbana amongst us. The Torah didn't want to say that this was the message explicitly. They went in, they went out and they gave a bracha. So the Torah doesn't even say, the Torah alludes to it. But it's really to cover up. That's exactly the nusach and the bracha. It's with love. Why? Love makes you not think straight. You don't think straight. Even though, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be giving a bracha. But if there's ahava there, then it's even if it's not appropriate, but I give it anyway. Because I don't give up. Yesimu ketora ba'apecha v'cholam is b'checha is the basis for Yoram Mishpatech Yaakov v'saras Yisrael. Why every Jew is included. That's what Yosef Nechemia had to read the Psukim why the Torah is dafka right in the middle. Okay. Now a halachic discussion based on something in our parasha. Halachic discussion. If you look for a moment at two Psukim in Paragyud Pasik Tezayin, we have the discussion, of course, we're not going to focus this year on it so much, in past years we have, and in the future, Bezrat Hashem, on the death of Nadav and Aviyu, one of the more talked about parts of the Parsha, which we are not going to do right now. But, right after Hamishi, the Pasik tells us, there was a certain carbon that was burned instead of being eaten, Sir Rosh Chodesh, there are different carbonates, we're not going to go into the details of exactly which carbon it was, but it says, Darosh Darash Moshe, Moshe searched after to find out what was going on, Venus Arafa was burned, then he got angry, and Aaron explained it. But Chazal tell us about the words Darosh Darash. Chazal tell us in Mesechah's Kedushin on Davlamid, in source number 9, these two words are the midpoint of the Torah. The midpoint of the Torah, Darosh Darash, right here. Second, third line in verse number nine, Darosh Darash, Chetzian Shaltevos. It's the midpoint in words in the Torah. 
we continue towards the end of the parsha, Perak Yud Aleph Pasik Membeis, when the Torah gets into Kashrus, Yud Aleph Membeis, in the last Aliyah, the Pasik says, Kal Holech Al Gachon, anything that slides on its stomach, no legs, Vachal Holech Al Arba, Al Akimarber Aglayim, the centipede, Vachal Asher, the Jerez of Aretz, Vosochlem, Kishakat Seim, all the Shkatsim, all the uh, insects and creepy crawlies. So, Gachon. Gachon in the Torah has a big vav. Gachon. Whatever goes on its gachon on its chest. So the Gemara says that vav gachon is the halfway point in letters in the Torah. Halfway point in letters. Says the Gemara now in Kedushin, source 9. Lefichach nikra rishonim sofrim. Why were the early sages called sofrim? Shahayu sofrim kolosia shema Torah. Why are they called counters? Because they counted the letters in the Torah. Shahayomri because they said vav the gachon chesin shalosia shall say for Torah. Vav of gachon is half the letters. Darosh darosharash chesin shall tevis. Interesting. Both of those letters and words are in shmini. They both make it to shmini. Vehiskalach shal psukim yachar semena chasir miyar ayin yachar chasir shal tehillim the middle of tehillim. Okay, Baruch Hamichaper avon chesir the psukim. Boy, Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef asks, fourth line, Vav de Gachon mehaigisa o mehaigisa. Vav is the middle. But the Gemara is assuming that there is an even number of letters in the Torah. Which half is the Vav part of? Is it the last letter in the first half of the Torah? Or the first letter in the last, second half of the Torah? Which side is the Vav of Gachon on? It's the midpoint. Which side is it on? Amar lay, Sir of Yosef said, Nasi Sefer Torah, or they said to him, Nasi Sefer Torah be'im ninu. What, what, what's the kasha? What is Lundus? Just take out a Torah and count it. Just f- figure it out. Take out a Torah and count it. Milo Amar Rabbi Barachana, didn't Rabbi Barachana say elsewhere, Lo Zazu Mishamachevio Sefer Torah Manum, in a different context. It says they took out a Sefer Torah and counted? So what's the big deal? Why are you asking a Lundus kasha? You have to ask a Teku. Take out a Torah and count. Says the Gemara, no, no, it won't help. Amar lei, inhu b'kiyeh b'chaseris v'yaseris. In the earlier generations, they were experts in the chaseris v'yaseris, meaning that some some words are written with a vav, male, some words are written without a vav, chaser, Yaakov in a, pl- a few places is written Yaakov, male, with a vav. Other words, so, anan lo b'kiyinan, we're not, we're not b'kiyin, so it's not going to help. Maybe regarding words, it'll help. Darosh darash. But regarding letters, it's not going to help because there are some letters that were added in that were not supposed to and some letters that were missing that are supposed to be there. Analo bukim v'chaseris v'yaseris. That's what the Gemara says. Says the Shagas based on this Gemara, we know there's a mitzvah zaseh daraisa, mitzvah number 613 in the Sefer HaChinuch, a mitzvah for every Jew to write a Sefer Torah. Says the Shagas this mitzvah does not apply bizman hazeh. It is impossible to fulfill the mitzvah of Ksifa Sefer Torah Why? Because of this Gemara. There's no mitzvah daraisa to write a Sefer Torah that's not perfect. Missing a letter, having an extra letter. No more mitzvah. This is a mitzvah that hopefully we'll do again, says the Shagasari, on a daraisa level when Mashiach comes. But now I could write an entire Torah, I could pay a sofer. All the money, and he can write a Torah for me. I don't get the mitzvah. I don't get the mitzvah because I'm not lo b'kiim b'chaseris v'yaseris. 
in the first column, the Shagasari talks about whether you're Yotze with Svarim. It's a famous sheet of the Rush. The Rush says you can be Yotze nowadays with Svarim. I always like that Rush. One of my favorite Rushes of all time. That you could uh, be Mekayim, this Mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah with buying Svarim. Um, I don't know if that's included in the Gemara and Beitza, that all, all money that you're going to use for Shabbos and Yantif and Rosh Chodesh is already Nigzar and Rosh Hashanah. So some say maybe it's an all Mitzvah. I don't know if that applies to all Svarim buying. I like to think so, but I don't, uh, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, so the Shagasari it first talks about that rush, whether there's a mitzvah bisman because people don't learn from Svarim, they only learn from, they don't learn from Sifrit Torah, they only learn from Svarim. But then he says, in the second column, There's another reason why there's no mitzvah today. Even in the days of the Amoraim, lohayu b'kiin b'chaziris v'yaseris. They weren't experts. Kita Amar the Rabbi Yosef La'abaya, Parakamah the Kedushin. Like the Gemara we just saw. Inu b'kiin, our Pasuk, and our Parsha, Gachon. They couldn't take out the Torah and count because they wouldn't have known anyway. Inu b'kiin b'chaziris v'yaseris, and alo b'kiinon. Vahari Sefer Torah, Shechasar, O Yeser, Afilo Osachas P'sula. Sefer Torah is missing a letter, it's Pasul. Imkain, Ein biyadenu b'kayim mitzvazu. Unbelievable shita that we can't be mekayim this mitzvah. That's what the Shagasari says. It is, he would acknowledge, pretty amazing that from the time of the Gemara until the time of the Shagasari, about a thousand two hundred years, nobody else said this in between that there's no mitzvah tziva sevatar possible v'zanazel daraisa level. So that's somewhat strange. None of the Rishonim said it. But this is the Shagasariye. The Avagav de Omar, he quotes, he quotes a, um, Rabba, that you have to write a Sefer Torah, Mishel Chat. Okay, he says, I didn't give it to the, the continuation, he says, there's a Mrs. Rabbanan to write a Sefer Torah, Mishel Chat. Shlotishtakech mitzvah's Ksiva Sefer Torah. He makes up a Dinder Rabbanan. Makes up his own Mitzvah Rabbanan. But that's the sheet of the Shagasariye. Yeah, why did the Amoraim have the same reason? Why did the Amoraim which halacha? There's no, there's no law of not writing. They just said we can't check. That's all the Gemara says. The Gemara just says that we don't, we don't check. We can't, it doesn't pay to check. The Gemara says nothing about the Mitzvah of Tzifah Sefer Torah. The Gemara just says there's no point in checking which is the middle letter, where it goes, because you're not going to know the exact letters anyway. That's all the Gemara says. The Shagas Aryi extends the Gemara and says, therefore there's no Mitzvah of Tzifah Sefer Torah Bizman Says the Minchas Chinuch, I beg to differ. I'm sorry. First of all, his biggest rye is from omission. What I just said. Nobody said this before the Shagasarye, before the 1700s. So he quotes the Shagasarye in Mitzvah Taryag, in Mitzvah number 613, source number 11. He quotes the Shagasarye and says, It's not true. V'nir l'anias daiti, on line 17, b'iruren shel dvarim, t'yeshnei minei chaser v'yaser. There are two types of chaseris v'yaseris. Missing letters and extra letters. Echad da'al yidei ha'chaser o ha'yeser nishtana pirisha teva o yucha Sometimes if you're missing a letter, then that could affect the meaning of a word or the darshaning of a word. That's type one of chaseris v'yaseris. Like the Gemara says at the beginning of Sanhedrin, if it says sukas instead of sukos, you darshan, how many walls of a sukkah do you need? So those are very serious chaseris v'yaseros. That's one type of chaseris v'yaseros. 
If that's true, if you have one of these mistakes, then the Shagasarya would be correct. If we weren't expert at these, line 30, the cha- it changes. If it has a wrong letter and that changes the meaning of a word, that Sefer Torah is puzzle, you don't make a brach on that Sefer Torah, and there would be no mitzvah. It's a different word that was given to us. But that's not what the Gemara means. When the Gemara says that we're not pekin b'chaseris v'yaseris, it does not mean the types of chaseris v'yaseros that would change the meaning of a word or change the drasha ability of a word. Ach yesh chaseris v'yaseros de'eno mishtan apirusha teva aydezeh. Kagon Aaron b'parshat tzaviv. Aaron's written with a vav or without a vav. It doesn't change the meaning. It's a name. Or Yaakov in Bukhukosai is spelled, spelled with a vav. Turning over. Dvarim ke'elu ein mishtana pirusha milay dezeh. The word is not changed. Biki agavna ein kpeida b'chaseris v'yaseris. There's no kpeida then. Vihinei says the Minchas Chinuch, type one was never forgotten. The Messorah that we have today is the exact Messorah that was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. There is, we, we believe, our emuna, and we look at the Gemara, our emuna is that every letter in the Torah that is significant in terms of darshaning is exactly what was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. Line 12. Nothing. Line 17. What does the Gemara mean? It means by the ones that don't make a difference in Allah. And of course, says the Menchaz Chinuch, there is a mitzvah da'oraisa today to write a Sefer Torah. Because the fact that the chaseris v'yaseris that were not bakis in, that doesn't change the kashrus of a Sefer Torah, and that does not change the mitzvah. So it's a major machlokis. We have to do it anyway, whether it's a Durabanan or a Duraraisa. But it's a conceptually... Um, important, significant machlokas between the Shagasari and the Menchah Shinuch. What do we say about the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah B'zman Is it Doraisa or is it Durabana? Okay. One thought related to another view. Yeah, I say one thought. One thought related to another view. Source 13. Vayakribu with They brought a strange fire in front of God. What does Rashi say? There are many opinions in Chazal what exactly they did wrong. What does it mean, the strange fire? Rashi quotes, Rabbi Shimon Omer, They went in after they had drunk wine. It's a daraisa. They don't have to be drunk. Even drunk wine. There's even an opinion in the Tanoim that Kohanim should not be allowed to drink wine because maybe Mashiach's going to come in five minutes and they're going to have to do the Avodah. And they will be shtuyayayin. What are we going to be? There's an opinion in Mesechah's Tainus that Kohanim should not be able to drink wine because of that halacha. Amazing. Amazing. The amuna, The amuna that um, that occurs. Says, so says the, um, says Rashi, shtuyayayin nechuzulamikdash. That's what they did. Klum Reb Shimon Bach chas v'shalom lachlok alatam amur b'torah ask Reb Zevin. We haven't had Reb Zevin in a while. So about time. Say ask Reb Zevin. What? The Torah says they brought a strange fire. 
So what are Chazal, what is Rashi doing by saying, oh, they drank wine? What does drank wine have to do with a strange fire? Right, it's a different reason. Why don't you just explain what the Torah says? Why do you have to say a strange fire? The Torah says a strange fire. They say they drank wine. Sons of Zevin, you have to say that somehow the strange fire was the drinking of the wine. But how do we explain that? Says of Zevin, in his classic style, taking something out from totally left field and relating it by giving a Hezbo that we wouldn't have known. In the second to last parak in Brachis, there's a machlokas about making Kiddush every Friday night. What order do we say the Brachis in? Yom HaShishi, the first half, that's Edus. But then we say two brachas. We say a bori priyagafen, and then we say the bracha of Asher Kedoshana the bracha of Shabbos. What do you say first? So we pass on like Basilo. We pass on like you say the bracha of Kiddush first. The bracha, I'm sorry, you say the bracha of wine first, bori priyagafen, and then you make Kiddush. Beishami says the otherwise. Bravarech alayom, vacha mavarech alayayin, o Basilo omrim, mavarech alayayin, vacha mavarech alayom. Beishami machmirim, so says Rav Zevin, what does Beishamai mean by saying first you make the bracha on Shabbos and then you make the bracha on the wine? Where does our motivation of being excited have to be from? Beishamai machmirim. Kedusha Shabbos he shetzricha la'orer u'lahavia simchas aguf. We have to use the excitement that we have for Shabbos to then get excited about the physical delights that we're going to have on Shabbos. But what has to start it? Bishamah has a very high standard. Very high ex- ex- expectation from us. You've got to be excited about Shabbos. And once we're excited about Shabbos, the Melo will be excited about all the physical activities we'll do on Shabbos. So first you make Kiddush, and then you say Bore Pragafen. Vim yesh mitzvah sponek Shabbos, harei lo sha'onek yeorah lahargish as a Shabbos, el lahefech, mitoch kedush as a Shabbos, yavolodei ha'onek. First, Mavarech Yom, and then the Yain. And Beis Hillel Kedarkam or Mekel. No, come on, how can you expect that from people? After six days of a work week, how could you automatically go and be excited about Shabbos? It's hard. You know what? Give them a cup of wine. Give them a cup of wine. Let them have a little physical simcha. And the physical simcha will then help them get to the spiritual simcha. And now look, it's like Beis Hillel. That's what we paskin that we're allowed to use the physical in order to help us achieve. But when do we say this? By most of the time. But when they built the Mishkan, which was the ultimate in Kedusha, it was the pinnacle of what they had all been waiting for, then the ex- expectation was, you got to get it through the Ruchnius. You gotta get it through the simcha of being with Akadish Baruchu. Hey my Yitzricha Mahargasha Simcha Mitokdusha Zashina Vlahavik. But Nadav and Aviyu made the mistake. They thought that they could go the base Hillel route, even here. They could drink wine and then go in. That was not what they were expected to do. They want they was they were trying to create a fire within them, but from the wrong Means Kodesh Baruch Hu did not want by the Mishkan to have this fire, to have this fire going in them from the physical wine. Line seventeen. Lavola Mishkan mitochei zara mitoch simchas haguf bechdesha ayde kachis oruru lahargish as kedushas haMishkan shtu yayin nechlusula mikdash just like we do Friday night. But that's not what was expected here. Kloma line twenty one. Achirim came. Maybe other times you could do that. 
You're with me. When it comes to the Beis HaMikdash, without wine. Without wine. Says Rav Zevin, a totally new way to look at. The Chet of Nadav and Avihu. And the opposite. What does that to do with us? It has to do with us. Where does our simcha start from? It start from the yayin, or does it start from the yom? Okay. Should we do the one more and then do the para? Do two more? Okay, let's see what we have time for. Meshachachma, source 14. Meshachachma. Says the Meshachachma. Related to the punishment of Nodav and Aviyu. Aaron HaKohen is told, Yud Pasagimol, Hu Asher Diber Hashem Limor, Bikrovaya Kadesh, Vyalpnei Kolam Ekavein. This is what I've told you. Bikrovaya Kadesh, with my beloved ones, I will be sanctified. Vyalpnei Kolam Ekavein. And on the face of the entire people, I will have covet. Ask the Meshachachma, what do all the people have to do with Nodav and Aviyu? Was there a connection between their hate and 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 the and the am not even a view did a private sin. So what exactly is what's the pasuk valpnei kolam ekaved? Ask the meshachachma. What did the am have to do with it? So says the meshachachma. Pirish ki misasam haisa hechrachi avur shekal haomer kadosh baruch hu vatrin who yivatru maohi. Says the meshachachma. Remember the context. Bnei Yisrael. There's been a roller coaster the past couple of weeks, the past couple of months. They were on top of the world, and then the Chet Egel hit them. And they were on the bottom of the world. And there were 3,000 people that were killed. And Moshe Rabbeinu had to go up for 40... Imagine what they were thinking about during those 40 days. Are they going to get forgiven? Are they not going to get forgiven? Ayve, what did we do? And he finally comes down and says, we're forgiven. And another 40 days, he brings back the Luchos. And they're like, oh, they're there. Okay, good. We're going. We're back. We're back. We're back. And finally, the Mishkan. What's going through their mind by the Mishkan? You know what might be going through? Similar, maybe, to some of our kids. We threaten and we threaten and we're not going to get it. I'm going to take it away. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know what? We give them everything. We don't take them anything away. We're Vatranim. We don't follow through. Says the Meshachachma, maybe I could, B'nai Yisrael were thinking that. Look, we, we were, te- we, oh, Egel, Kodesh Baruch Hu screamed at us, and the Luchos got broken. Well, look, we have a second Luchos, we have a Mishkan, we have Ashraz Ashkina, okay, not so bad what we did. Kodesh Baruch Hu is a Vatran, so to speak. Says the Meshachachma, HaKodesh Baruch Hu had to make sure B'nai Yisrael did not think that. He did not punish anyone who did not deserve to be punished. But he punished them in a way and at a time when they needed to realize Kodesh Baruch was not a vatrin. You did tshuva. I accepted your tshuva. I gave you the luchos. I'm giving you a mishkan. But don't you dare think, says Kodesh Baruch Hu, that there's no din v'cheshbin. That I'm just saying, it's okay. No, not that and you go one step beyond... That's it. That's because not only did their death serve as, as a punishment for themselves, it served as a lesson to the rest of the Jewish people. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu will accept tshuva, but that doesn't mean that he's a vatran and he'll just let things slide. 
Why nine? Tzorach laharos, ki lo machshavosa machshavos Hashem yisparach. U laharos b'inyin kal ma'od, asher b'yom chasunoso, v'hukmu l'koanim l'sharis b'veis Hashem, avor dover echod, asher lo tziva nisrifu. Laharos kamagod l'kocha shal avera. Look what an avera could do. It could wipe out the simcha of a beautiful day. But that's what an avera does. And that's what B'nai Israel had to remember, even on the greatest day, the greatest of their simcha. You can look at the continuation. We're not going to do it now because I just wanted to mention one thought on Para, where he talks about why Hanani Mishol, the, the Medrash says the Hanani Mishol of Azariah were greater than Nadav and Avihu. Because the Meshachach explains there in the next paragraph, Hanani Mishol of Azariah brought about the Yiras Hashem, Yiras Haromamus, what is called by the Bali Musar. While Nadav and Avihu were Yiras Haonesh. You can look at the next paragraph. We're not going to do it inside. But that's, that's the Meshachachma, while Pnei Kal one final quick thought that I wanted to mention related to Parshas Para. Parshas Para, it is, obviously, we always have Para right before Chodesh. This year there's no break between, um, um, cer- certain Parshas have breaks between them. Shkalem had a break. Shkalem was this, this year, you know, the Shulchan Aruch says, the way you remember is Zatu Budarubiu. How do you remember which of the weeks were, uh, you have a week off. But Shkalem is always right before Rosh Chodesh Adar Zohar is right before Purim. And the Para is always before Chodesh. Those two are always connected. The other ones have breaks in between them. But always connected. The Medrash says, it's quoted here in Eila Moadai from Rav Schlesinger in Source 15. Zos Chukas HaTorah, V'yichu Eilecha. It's not the Medrash, the Pasuk. V'yichu Eilecha Para Duma Timim HaSherim Bamum. Famous question. Why is it Zos Chukas HaTorah? It's Chukas HaPara. What message is there that we need to know specifically now? Right before Nisan, about Paraduma. Yes, it makes us tahar, but is there another message? So just al regalachas, says Rav Schlesinger, there are reasons for all mitzvahs Torah. Sometimes they're in the Torah. Sometimes they're in Chazal. And if it's not in Chazal, open up a Sefer HaChinuch. You'll find a reason. There are many reasons that we do mitzvahs. But many times... Though it helps us to do mitzvahs, and it's good to analyze the reasons, says the Elohim Moadai, they also represent challenges for us. Because whenever we know a reason for a mitzvah, it makes it easier, but it makes us that much challenging when the reason doesn't seem to apply. Shaharei, line 8, Lo yetoy matzavo ashkafa, ki azlo yiyamakam l'kiyam mitzvah Like Acher, Elisha ben Avuya. Right, the story he was coached in the and he went Latarvis Ra. Why? Shiluachakan, Kibaravaim. What's the there was the reason. The reason is one of the reasons, it's gonna bring you Arichas Yamim. Why do you do the mitzvah? And he saw it. The reason didn't apply. Or Rabbi Ishmael, what's the reason that Chazal said not to touch a candle on not to read next to a candle, because he might come to tr- move the candle on. I'm not going to. Many examples. Shlomo Hamelech. So reasons, yes, make it easier. Tam mitzvah, the Mepharshim explained, Tam is from reason, but also it's from the word taste. Because reasons make things tasty for us. Tam mitzvah. It's easier to do if it tastes good, but it's also challenging. And that's why the Torah says, Zos chukas Torah, because the message of Paraduma, which is basically the one of the only mitzvahs that doesn't really have a reason, the ultimate chok, this is the message that we have to take with us by all mitzvahs. Yes, there are reasons, but that's only for us. Ultimately, it's because the Kaddish Baruch Hu told us. And maybe, Dafka now, as we start, arguably, the busiest time of the year, the Yantif with the matzahs and the chametz and the everything, and the cleaning, 
We might get caught up in the details, but we have to remember everything we do is because of Sibi Hashem. Zos Chukas HaTorah. Forget the reasons. Yes, the reasons are wonderful. But Zos Chukas HaTorah. Everything we do as we head towards Nisan is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to do it. He continues. Maybe that was the Chet of Adam and Chava as well. But that's the message that we take with, take with us as we head into Parshas Parah and Parshas Achodesh. Okay, we'll stop here.